Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. It's, yeah, it's, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hi, I'm Dan Small, host of Outdoor Wisconsin, and I listen to Where to Hunt. Man, it's okay. I'm Kurt Geyer with Working Class Bow Hunter. I listen to Where to Hunt podcast, and it's decent. It's all right. Hey, this is Bud Fisher with Catching Deers, and I think the Where to Hunt podcast is. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is March 2nd. It's a Tuesday. It is 2021. I've got all my dates correct. And uh, yeah, we're coming at you from the OKS Hunter podcast studio here in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And uh, Greg's out in Lake Mills. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Head on over to OKSHunter.com and use code W2H podcast for 10% off. I try to make this ad sound like a really low bar. Right. Greg looks yeah. like a bad Chinese film. His lips are off. I don't know how to fix that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll play. I'll play a backwards ad. Wake up and smell the coffee. Backwoods grind coffee. That is. Now this ain't your fancy schmancy city boy coffee. This is what your grandpappy used to drink. And lucky enough for you loaf around slack asses, they got a subscription service. Deliver any other six blends right to your door, even a sampler. I like the fireside blend, nice and dark, but they got something to suit every one of your tastes, light to dark and everything in between. Backwoods Grind Coffee, for those who work hard and play harder. And if you want to save some money on their coffee, you can use code W2HPODCAST for 10% off. And uh, for those watching and tuning in live, uh, Spartan Forge, uh, what was I going to say? Your sponsors are call-in number and our video chat. Uh, I meant to say it the other way around, sponsored by, so that's what happened there. But um, if you don't know who or what Spartan Forge is, you can head on over to spartanforge.ai and be sure to use code W2H for 20% off. But they are a a machine learning, uh, artificial intelligence, super badass um, deer movement predictability app. So it helps you know when deer are on hoof and additionally um, how they're going to navigate certain pieces of terrain. And big shout out to those guys because they just brought on Johnny Stewart out of PA, uh, Taylor Chamberlain, Andy May, and Parker McDonald on their pro staff. So they are, for lack of better terms, effing shit up. It's going to get real. It's a super great platform. So we like those guys a lot over there. If you can't tell, Go ahead and give those guys a like, follow on social media, and see what they're all about. And also, 
I think last but not least here, shout out to Drop Tine Spirits for keeping us, well, not dry over here. They make sure that we have fun to drink every podcast episode, and you should check them out. Lastly, Greg, for anyone that calls into our video chat today to talk to us and our guests, uh, I have four of these. So as long as we get four people in here, those four people will win. If we get five, I'll have to do like a spinny wheel thing, but um, here's the hat. Fleet, bop, 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 there it is. Um, so Fleet Farm hat giveaway for our, our callers today. Before we bring in our guest, Greg, what the heck are you doing? I'm just chilling in the basement at the workbench. Figured this is a good time to do a little cleaning. Seems how I got arrows and crap laying everywhere. Don't get too loud with your cleaning over there. I don't need you to like turn on like a, you know, a sawzall or something weird. The shop, the shop back? No, sawzall's put away. We're all good. Okay, real good. Yeah, some dog doesn't get it, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So, guys, uh, Greg, it's his wife's birthday today, so he shouldn't be podcasting. He is a dedicated co-host. My wife's cool. I know she's cool. My wife is cool. We do this stuff, so. She supports us. And it's my stupid birthday tomorrow, so I'm going to be, you know, aging up one more year. I'm super happy about it. You poor bastard, you. (laughs) You're still a young pup. Yeah. Let's bring our guests on. Who do we got tonight? Let's do this. Let's get these guys going. Brian Austin and John Dove from Beast One Archery. But John, I put your name as John Love because you're Johnny Love on Instagram. So I felt like that was appropriate. Is that okay? That's the way it should be. (laughs) That's the only way I'm known. (laughs) That's that's the love we got here. Beast Mode Archery Challenge, how you guys doing? Y'all can How hear me. Right? Yeah, we're good. Yep. You guys just whooped we're Greg's ass good. on Saturday, right? Uh, put him through the ringer. Yeah, uh, Greg came over on uh, Saturday for a hunter fitness class, and uh, he did great. You know, it was his first, uh, I don't know if you'd call it his first real workout. I know he's, he's been working out and training in his in his basement and stuff, and I think that has helped him, but uh saturday oh, let's be honest here i think it was his first workout if, if if you want to call what i do down in the basement a workout that might be a warm-up compared to what we went through <laughs> i was trying to give you some credit greg i appreciate that brian i do no it, it was good stuff so i'll quit interrupting here go ahead yeah, you're right. No, you're, come on now. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's all right. Uh, no, Greg did did a good job. I think he's probably still feeling a little tender in some spots from from the workout. But yeah, our Saturday morning hunter fitness class we do. Uh, luckily, this past Saturday the weather is warm enough that we could be outside. But for the last month, it's been just too dang cold to, to be outside to shoot our bows and do do stuff. So. But yeah, it's a combination indoors and outdoors. We spend the first half to uh, 45 minutes doing stuff inside, and then we head outside and do some sled dragging and running around and shooting our bows. So it's a good time. Jeez. It sounds pretty awesome, actually. So that's like a dedicated group. Like, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get ahead of myself here. Um, for, I mean, we had you on before, so I'm assuming everyone knows who you are. That might be a great assumption, but also not a fair one for those that might be new to you. So, um, Brian, if you want to just take the floor and talk about what you guys do over there and what you're all about. Sure. Uh, so my main business, uh, GFB Outdoors, I'm uh, my day job uh, is fitness training. I'm a personal trainer. I do one-on-one training group classes, and I've 
in the last few years, I've started kind of a niche with this hunter athlete stuff of people here in the Midwest, specifically here in Wisconsin, that are trying to get fit and, and be in, in shape to head west for their elk hunt or whatever hunt uh, they might be going on. So uh, that has really grown in the last couple of years. Um, uh, and which out of that has kind of evolved the, the Beast Mode Archery Challenge uh, from the, from just our fitness classes and, and a lot of us competing in different, uh, events over the years, like the train to hunt, uh, challenges and stuff like that. So, so yeah, so GFB outdoors is kind of all encompassing. It's, it's, uh, fitness training. Uh, John and I have spent some time bow hunting, uh, together this year and doing some filming. And, uh, one of our goals maybe in the future is to, is to bring new people into archery and, and to take them hunting for the first time as well, too. So, there's, we have a lot of cool ideas. It's just a matter of finding the time and the data to get all this stuff right. done. So. Yeah. And did you, did you guys do a hunt with a uh, vector custom shot with Isaac over there too? Yeah. Uh, I went, uh, with Isaac, he took me down near his home, uh, around Beloit. Uh, and we did a, a hunt and I was able to slap a doe with, uh, with his arrows and set up and stuff. And that was a great time. Uh, that was this past December. So, and then, then we actually have Isaac invited me. Uh, we're still working out some of the details on a pig hunt. Isn't oh, wow. So, nice. We'll see if that hopefully comes to, uh, works its way through uh, with all, everything that's happening down in Texas. I know a lot of hunts have been canceled because uh, of all the ice and stuff that's going sure. on down there. Good so. point. I forgot about that it would be affecting that. That's a good point. So, you know, when you, when you were here, I think, I think it was like a year and a half ago, I could be wrong, but that sounds about right. You know, how much is, how much have things grown and changed since then? How many events are you yeah. hosting? How many members do you have coming to these things? Where are you at? Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, so last year, uh, it was a tough year because of the pandemic. Uh, we had our indoor events. Uh, we were able to have two events indoors last uh, January and February. And then our, our last indoor event was at Vortex Optics, and that was canceled the week before or maybe two weeks before that event. That's when we kind of all went into shutdown mode. Um, so things, we had a good first year considering what we had to kind of work through. Uh, we had to cancel a couple of the events. We had to reschedule some stuff, but we we're still able to have the BMAC games. Uh, the BMAC games was kind of a combination of the BMAC endurance event and the games all tied into one because we had to cancel the endurance event. Uh, so we had that last July. It was supposed to be in June, but we had to push it back. And then the end of August, we had the uh, uh, the King of the Hill 3D shoot uh, at Tyrell Basin there here in Wisconsin. And we had 100 and 130 or so shooters at that at that event. So. So it's grown quite a bit. Uh, people might know me prior to uh, the Beast Mode Archery Challenge. Uh, I directed the Train to Hunt events or helped Kenton direct the Train to Hunt events for a year. Uh, and then prior to that, I was uh, a competitor in those events as well, too. So <clears throat> nice. nice. That's uh, I, I can't imagine being in your position, what it was like to deal with everything that happened over the last year, given you're an event driven <laughs> organization like that must have just been but you but you like did that's insane you yeah it's you know i have a lot more gray <laughs> in my beard this year because of that uh you know it's it's one thing it, it, it's because these events you have to plan so far in advance there's so many little things that go into them uh that you have to prepare weeks if not months ahead of time 
And the mandates, if you remember last year, you know, they're constantly changing every week. Like what, you know, how many people can you have? What, you know, just oodles of things. Uh, so it was very uh, nerve wracking when we did our best, you know, the, some of the events like the, the BMAC games, we could only have, I think at that point, 36 people uh, yeah. outdoors in a group. So that's what we capped it at was 36 people. Uh, and we had that and, but we all had a great time, you know, it was a small event, but everybody had a good time. We had some people out that had done the uh, winter events. We had some people that came out that had never done one of these events and, uh, they got to meet a great group of people and, and to compete and challenge themselves. And uh, I think most of them, if not all of them will probably be back for, for this next year. Sweet. Yeah. And Johnny, uh, what do you got going on? How are you involved in all this? You're just hanging out there all nice and quiet, <laughs> drinking your PBR. And you got something just to say. Just sitting here hanging out. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the Greg of this team. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, but he, you guys have proven the, the, the that you guys are like LeBron over that way, I guess. What? Oh, that way. Um, so uh, I guess I'll be honest. I I have always kind of been a fitness nut in a way. Um, used to run marathons, different things like that. Uh, I've always been a hunter. <laughs> been archery hunting since I was 12 years old. Uh, and just happened to through our bow club meet. Ryan and the rest of the group and it brought that combination of the two together uh, fell in love with it and it's interesting I tell Brian this all the time that you know when I feel a, a great passion for something I just I dive headfirst into it and you know my ultimate goal is to help Brian succeed make this uh as good a product as we possibly can. Um, you know, I, it's just who I am. I want to do what I can to, to make it work. And, um, I see it as being, uh, you know, just a, a benefit to the hunting community. Um, it's a great group of people. It's changed my life. That's you a, know, that's a big deal. Better. That's a big so, deal. I mean, yeah, you know, we're here. We're here shooting the shit and having a good time. But that's a big statement, man. And yeah, and I, no, see, I and, and you look jacked too. By the way, like you look way more ripped. No offense, Brian. <laughs> Maybe it's because we can see more of his, of his of his torso. I don't know. John, Johnny is is uh, our biggest spokesperson. I I keep telling. Just so you know, if I was to if I was to triple his salary, it'd still be zero. Yeah. Uh, so he does everything out of the goodness of his heart. He, he's always there helping me. Uh, and I have a number of guys that are, are just like John, uh, that were, you know, I can toss ideas around. will be there to help me, you know, try out new things. Uh, but John is always there to volunteer his time and to help me with setup, with teardown, with really whatever I need. So, uh, yeah. So, so John is kind of my, my right hand man when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And, and, uh, as you guys probably know with the podcast, there's just a lot that goes on other than just clicking the button and, and away it goes. <laughs> uh, you know, there's just a lot of behind the scenes stuff that it helps. It, it's, it's, I wouldn't be able to do this if I wouldn't have had a person like John, uh, like Nathan, uh, that owns Tyro Basin. He helps out a lot and, and some other guys. And of course my wife, uh, Anne Marie, she's, uh, 
for sure if it wasn't for her none of this would would happen so i was gonna say don't don't forget your wife (laughs) yeah the wife is the important one at all right Right? very much so if if she's not in uh in your corner it's pretty hard to make things happen right uh brandon uh says that uh, johnny is the employee of the month so good good job john nice (laughs) well thank you brandon made it on cool there he is Brandon Hirsch, employee of the month, Johnny. Sweet, good so, stuff, good stuff. But no, it's it's a great group of people, you know. And I mean, that's that I think is what has been so um, that that has attracted the whole thing to me, I guess, and has kept me going. Uh, you know, there's there's no egos. There's Brian is just a, a great guy. He he knows how to push you, you know, and he definitely will push you over the top and make you do things that you never thought you were ever capable of doing. You might be a lot of pain and suffering, but uh, in the end, it, it's definitely all. Uh oh, that's a good spot to freeze. Right, Brian, were you a drill instructor in a past life or what? No, I wasn't. Maybe I should have been. Right, all worth it. I think so. <laughs> Well, no, I, I've been in I the just, training industry can... for uh, 20 plus years now. So, geez, no. you're not old though. You don't look old. You said you had greenery, but we can't see it on camera here. You probably got a lot hairier chest now too. You probably grew a bunch of chest hairs from this last year. <laughs> you got to be a freaking man to do to there. do that stuff. I, I, I've had chest hair since I was like 12. So, <laughs> but, but I will say this: my, I'm starting to bald up here, and and this hair is falling back, and and my my back is is catching it. So. Nice. I was gonna say I have chest hair that's older than Eric is. <laughs> oh man, I got bootstraps older than you. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. So what's on the calendar here? I just shared the link by the way. So if anyone wants to pop in, uh, there's a link in the Facebook comments if you want to jump over there. I think that's where all the viewers are. Um, FYI. Well, we have we have a pretty full year right now. We have uh, coming up here at the end of March, March 27th. I'll probably get some of these dates wrong, so I wrote them down here. March 27th, we're going to be at Vortex Optics uh, at their indoor range. It's called Vortex Edge, and it's a guys. It's a state of the art indoor facility. I, I want to say it's the largest uh, private shooting facility in the nation. It's oh wow, 60,000 square feet it's, it's pretty big so they have a 25 a 50 and a 100 yard indoor range so on saturday the 27th we're going to do the the beast mode archery challenge competition is on saturday where it's the fitness stuff and the shooting combined along with uh, probably a 15 or 20 target 3d course and then on that sunday the 28th is just going to be a fun 3d shoot we have two shotgun start times we have a an 8 a.m and a 10 30 line that people can sign up for and you get to come and shoot inside their facility and experience you know for one you're shooting archery and it's the end of march who knows what the weather is going to be like but uh you get to experience the new uh some of their new facilities that they have there and um their new showroom that they have there at vortex edge so pretty excited about about that event uh, registration for that's coming along nicely. We still have room for both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I think this coming Monday, if people want to sign up for the Saturday event, uh, that's going to be the deadline for, for people to get a, a competitor t-shirt and some of that stuff, because we have to get that ordered 
obviously ahead of time. So, um, so that's here coming up here in March. Then the next scheduled event is the BMAC Games here in Wisconsin at Tyrell Basin on June uh, 12th and 13th. It's a two-day event. Uh, it's a multi-staged event. Uh, so this event we're going to start with in the morning on a Saturday morning. It's going to be what I call the beast course. It's going to be approximately three to five miles, somewhere in between there, maybe more. <laughs> Uh, traversing all the train and the ski hills and the slopes. And I mean, this, this course is going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty grueling. Uh, so that's going to be stage one. Stage two is going to be, and I forget what I've called these. I think it's the pursuit stage. This is going to be kind of like an obstacle course. We're going to have uh, some over under logs. We're going to have a hoist uh, to mimic, you know, you, you're hoisting your deer up or your meat bag up. Uh, we'll have a balance log that you're going to have to balance across. Anyways, it's all these different challenges, things that are going to kind of mimic what you're going to experience either in the mountains or here in the Midwest woods. And that's going to have some shooting incorporated too. So you're incorporating uh, shooting with an elevated heart rate under stress, you know, under time, that type of thing. Uh, the third stage of that event is going to be the 3D course, probably a run a 15 target 3D course. Uh, and then on Sunday morning, we're gonna have the meat pack slash sled drag. So we have two different divisions. We have a, a mountain beast division and we have a covert beast division. The mountain beast division is for those guys that are maybe looking to go out west and they wanna throw on some uh, a heavy pack or whatever it might be. The covert beast is more for the Midwest guys where instead of hauling their meat out in a pack, they're gonna be dragging it out uh, on a sled or just dragging their buck out. So. So on Sunday morning is going to be the heavy meat pack or a heavy sled drag Sunday morning. And then that, once that's over, we'll accumulate all the times and, the, and all that stuff and we'll have the awards. Hopefully that Saturday night, uh, just as of today here in Dane County, uh, some of our, yeah. our restrictions are starting to lift. Uh, so it's looking uh, more and more like we're going to be able to have a, a live band probably outside Saturday night, have a bonfire. Uh, the numbers are, are lifting. I think we can have several hundred now outside uh, and hopefully by, by June, it would be even more. Whereas last year we're, we were capped at 36 people. So, so this event, uh, the BMAC games in Wisconsin should be, should be a good event. It's, it's really looking forward to that. Then uh, I'm going to kind of go through these quick so we can, if there's questions, we can talk about them. Uh, that next weekend, June 19th, this is something I haven't really uh, notified or published yet. I'm going to do a beast mode trail race at Tyro Basin. So I used to be a, a, a trail runner myself and Tyro Basin, we've made some awesome trails. And I think there, there's just a lot there for people to enjoy other than just us archers. So I'm going to try to get the running community involved and, and have a beast mode trail race slash run fun run out there on, on June 19th. And then the weekend after that, June 26th and 27th, this is going to be our first event outside of Wisconsin. So we're heading to Pennsylvania. Uh, a good, uh, but there's Leon. Where's the PA in the event? All right. So uh, Chase McLean, uh, he's the director of the Washington County uh, Chamber of Commerce. He's done competing in a train to hunt event before and he saw what I was doing. He was like, dude, we need to get you back to uh, back to Pennsylvania. 
Uh, so we searched and searched for a location. I know uh, Sean with Trophy Line Tree Saddles, which is one of our sponsors and supporters. He really wanted us to come out there and and we're going to be kind of in his neighborhood as well, too. So so that location is going to be a Meadowcroft uh, Rock Shelter and Historical Center. Uh, if you just Google Metalcroft Rock Shelter, I'm going to publish it up on my website here in a minute. So you can go on my website and uh, click on the link there. It's a phenomenal uh, venue. It's on 200 plus acres. Uh, the rock shelter uh, dates back 19,000 years. I believe it's the oldest where they found some of the oldest habitat uh, of, of hunters and gatherers where people would, get, would gather back in our in our prehistoric time. So they have, uh, it's a huge facility where they have uh, uh, different uh, things that you can go through. They have, a, a, I think a 16th century Indian village. They have a, a 19th century village of some sort. I'm bad with marketing this stuff, but just go <laughs> on the website. You'll see some great pictures. There's a lot there for the family to do. Uh, so it's, it's gonna really be a, a family friendly event. Uh, it's 40 minutes southwest of the Pittsburgh International Airport, so it's going to be a, a venue where I think people from all over the nation are going to be able to fly into Pittsburgh, and uh, it's just a short drive from there. So, so that event, uh, the BMAC Games, is going to be uh, June 26th, right? That Saturday. 26th and 27th, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then the 27th, so, so that BMAC Games is only going to be a single day event. We're going to modify it so we can get it all done in one day. And then on that Sunday is going to be a 3D shoot. We're going to have a 40 plus target 3D shoot set up under 200 plus acres. And it's going to be a shotgun style shoot. Uh, I think we can have about 160 shooters at that. So people can sign up for Saturday or Sunday, or they can come and, and participate in both days. Um, so that's the, the competitions that we have so far. And then of course, uh, the end of uh, July, I think it's July 31st, through August, July 30th through August 1st, I think, yeah. is the King of the Hill 3D shoot. And that's, again, here back at Tyrell Basin. Uh, last year, we, we had a phenomenal turnout despite the pandemic. We had over 130 shooters. Uh, so this year, uh, everybody that came, they said they loved it, and they're bringing all their buddies back this year. So we've expanded it from a two-day event to a three-day event. Uh, so that event, you have to sign up for your shoot time just to be able to get people through and keep things moving smoothly. Uh, so there's shoot times that you sign up for Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Uh, I want to say right now, a lot of people have signed up for, for multiple days. Um, there's still plenty of room available left on that one. Uh, but for sure, say that on your calendar. But uh, you want to sign up for that sooner than later because if there's a, a shoot time that you want to shoot, it's probably going to fill up. Uh, sooner than later. And that's rain or shine. You're doing these, right? Yep. Rain or shine. You bet. Rain or shine at shooting time. Thunder and lightning. It's, uh, uh, the mountains aren't, the is not going to stop you. Right. When did, when did we get poured on last year? What was the, or was that year before? We did take a break during the BMAC games. There was a rain and it was, the rain came at a perfect time where we could take a break. So we just, we waited it out and it only rained at lightning for about 30 minutes and then it passed over. So. And then it was a hundred percent humidity and we had to hike, you know, three, four miles and yeah. Right. All in a, all in a day's hunt. Right. So I'm, I'm, I just published the, uh, the website. So for those of you that 
or online looking, if you go on beastmodearcherchallenge.com and then click on the PA, uh, BMAC Games PA, uh, the location is there, the details are there, uh, and then the register button is there. You can, that will take you to registration. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, man, that's a lot of logistics. Like the multi-state Uh-oh. thing, that, that like Uh-oh. confuses that's me. Did they unplug his router again? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? What, what can we say about Eric right now? There he is. There he is. All right. How you doing? Well, sorry about oh, that. I don't know what happened. Again. You should. Uh, uh, it you, wasn't you my should, son. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. Maybe well, somebody said it was a, still broadcasting. You might need to get better internet, maybe, if you're going to do these on a regular basis. I have like really good internet for this reason. I don't know what the deal was. Is this your first one? Is this your first time doing this? <laughs> you would think so. Man. It's podcast number two. You know what though? That's the that's the rule of podcasting. It's not a podcast unless something goes wrong. Just like it's not a party unless someone pukes and someone gets in a fight, right? That's the deal. <laughs> right? Oh my I'm gonna get a shirt. That's my new that's my new shirt. It's not a podcast unless something goes wrong. Because that's that's the truth. There you go. Holy Santa yeah. Claus crap, guys. Sorry about that. That's perfect. Well, we're still broadcasting according to somebody. So yeah, I'm just, hear guys. I'm just double checking. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're still on. It's Sweet. transcribing all my words and everything. So the captions are still working. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Eric's podcasting like a freshman. It happens. It happens. Are you drinking Fireball while you're at it too, Eric? Drink it, you freshman. No, man. I'm not, I'm just drinking my drop time over here. Business as usual, guys. I don't know. Um, he's must be. He, he's been feeding the little one, and I think he went and unplugged things. And he's I texted my wife. I said, "Oh my God, Dean unplugged the router," and she said, "No." I said, "Okay, okay, we'll see." <laughs> I don't know. We were we were in a mode there. We were talking about the logistics of everything, and like, it just feels like there's a All lot right, for you to it. handle. We discussed it without you, and hopefully, it recorded. Yeah. Sounds like it did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm excited as the, as, you know, be it somebody who may compete and obviously from uh, helping Brian make this work, uh, definitely excited about Pennsylvania. I think that, you know, there there's a lot of people out there that have been looking for this type of be it event or a reason to help them get in shape to, you know, head out West or even how hike in the mountains there. I mean, that's, that's, that's one thing, guys, I don't know if a lot of people truly get it, but it, you know, it, doing what we do and working out with Brian and doing these competitions, I can honestly tell you that it has changed even just the way I hunt here in Wisconsin and how I look at things, you know, being able to go as deep as I want to, or, and when I say go as deep as I want to, I'm talking, man, if I get something back there, I got to get it back out. And, and I feel confident enough because of all this stuff that, that we've been doing to be able to do that. And, you know, the, the shooting aspect part of it, um, 
I'm telling you, this just speaks a lot to the whole thing as well, because you can't emulate the, the increased heart rate and trying to hold back and draw and study yourself on, you know, a large white tail or an elk or whatever. And, and, um, I found it just to be the best, best way to, to practice those types of situations. We, Greg and I talk a lot about like building confidence behind the draw and, um, you know, by getting in those reps, you're, you're feeling confident that when the moment happens in real life and, you know, in the stand or wherever you are, that you've done this a thousand times, it's just muscle memory and you can depend upon yourself. So I think on the physicality side, that's a piece that most people leave behind, like me included. I'm not, you know, in the most <laughs> <laughs> like, but well, I no, think that's another part true. too. You want to be confident, you're not going to have a heart and attack and out one there. Thing, it's a great excuse for us to shoot all year long and stay in shape because you know i i can say for myself and i bet you a lot of probably 90 percent of the other people out there that you know bow season ended archery season ended and go set that bow down and away you go uh pick it up again and you know i don't know sometime in the summer and go out and shoot arrows well in doing what brian has set up and is trying to do gives you a great excuse to be flinging arrows, you know, 12 months out of the year. I mean, to to kind of build upon what John's saying, I mean, that's really one of the main reasons why I came up with, you know, the the beast mode events is to keep people active, to keep people healthy. I mean, that's kind of what, that's my business. That's what I've done for 20 plus years is to help people be fit. And, you know, even for myself, I was always searching for something to help me stay fit to enjoy the hunting season. So I'd run 5Ks or I'd do mountain biking or this or that. And then eventually over time, I found, you know, the train to hunt events. So that was perfect because that was fitness and archery. Now I've kind of, you know, uh, evolved from that those events to the beast mode events and, and uh, incorporating some more uh, scenarios and different things that you're going to incorporate while hunting. Uh, and that's the cool thing with, I, I want my events as we grow to take advantage of the venues that we have. Um, so instead of uh, always doing just a bunch of box work and bag work, I, we maybe would do some of that, but I want to take advantage of a steep hill or different terrain and stuff like that and, and incorporate that into these events because that is what we're going to be doing when we're chasing elk in the mountains. Uh, yes, I think doing box work and, and burpees and all that stuff is important. That's important for us to train, but the actual events, I want to simulate uh, the hunt then as much as possible to be true to that. So yeah, we might have obstacles. Uh, like I said, the over-unders, the hoist, the stuff like that, but all that stuff is doing the same stuff that we're going to be doing uh, when we're uh, in the mountains chasing elk. So yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's like you can't train. I mean, you I guess you could, but you're not going to train for a marathon running on a freaking treadmill. You're going to have to go get out on the actual train, you know, yeah. because it's it's different muscles that are being activated. Um, it really is different. Exactly. That, you know, that, that just reminded me, I, I, I've done a number of the Tough Mudders, you know, years ago. And one of the, the most common things I would hear in that first quarter mile is, oh, I didn't, I never ran off road 
And I what like it's a tough mutter. Like you never like oh, you know it's it's you had a lot of great people there that were really fit, but they never stepped off of pavement or off of a treadmill to to run. So that's the same thing with hunting. I think most of us, obviously, if we're hunters, we spend time in the woods. But even even with our training, you know, we're on a lot of trails and we hike trails and stuff like that. But there's times when you need to get off of those. You know, almost like your scouting trips. You know, when you're out scouting, you're not walking a trail. So that's yeah. just like your training. You know, like when you're training in the summer, get off of those beaten paths and walk down a steep hill or or up a hill or or walk over logs and stuff like that. Because that's really what you're going to encounter uh, for those that are heading west. Well, I think a big part of it, seriously, for for me. So it, it, I'll be honest. It two years ago was the first time I've ever been elk hunting. Um, and I've gone the last two years and if it wasn't for doing some of the things that I've done in Brian's class, there's no way in hell I would have survived running around out there. But part of why I say that is in doing a lot of this stuff, it gives you the perfect opportunity to test your equipment and to find out what works and what doesn't, because the last thing you want to do is end up at 10,000 feet, you know, eight miles from your truck and 40 miles from the closest town or gas station, whatever, and realize that uh, what I have, the shit, it doesn't work. Uh, so, so I think that's a big part of, of this as well, is being able to take advantage of that, test out your equipment, try different things. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of the different people that participate in these uh, events that we train with, nobody's ever, ever, everybody's got their own brand that they, they tend to enjoy and, and stuff. Cause not one size, it's not a one size fits all, obviously. Uh, and what it's allowed us to do is be able to, Oh, Hey, Brandon, let me try out, you know, let me try that pack that you have, or, you know, John, how are those boots been handling, you know, doing for you uh, and stuff? What do you like about them? What do you don't like about them? Um, and that I think has been huge. Yeah. You put things through the ringer like that. It's a, it's a bit of a difference. You know, you usually save that stuff until you go on that trip and you're doing all your exercising in your go fasters, right. In your tennis shoes, your sneakers, your gym shorts, all that yeah. stuff. And you forget that, yeah, you're probably wearing some long johns. You're probably going to have your pet, you know. It's a good point. Right. Um, and uh, Nathan uh, from Tyro wants to get on. I don't know how you can get him on. Is he watching on Facebook? Uh, I think so. All right. There should be a link uh, in the comments. Nathan, if you want to just scroll through that real quick, I'll repost it um, just so you have it. But if you want to hop in, there's a, a link to do it there. I, I kind of want to uh, build upon what uh, John was saying there, but taken in a little different direction than that. I don't want to talk to the haters that are out there because there's a lot of haters, but with <laughs> with all the with everything yes. I get every week from the haters in terms of, uh, you know, this is stupid. Uh, it's all about you know the bro, the bra. And really, if, if people really the had any idea, boys. if any, yeah, the flat brim guys, whatever. But if, if, if they actually experience what this is, this is totally not even close to that. Yeah, it's fitness and it's archery, 
And yes, we do have some very elite athletes that do these events. Yeah. We also have people that have knee replacements or have had a broken back that, you know, that in their sixties, you know, it's for anybody. And it's, and that's really what this is about is, is to get people off of their couch and to motivate them to be healthy so that they can enjoy hunting and the outdoors for as long as they can. And so that it can be not only enjoy it, but it's, they can actually do what they want to do. And I kind of want to, uh, Yeah, I want to add something to that. Go for it. Go. I I wanted to join this class to see how it went. And a lot of the stuff that you're kind of talking about, you know, there's always, a, let's call it a stigma, I guess, that you're going to get barked at, you're going to get yelled at, you got guys that are, you know, maybe kind of giving you a bunch of shit the whole time. And the little bit of shit that I did get was all in good fun. It was, but everybody's there for each other, it seems like to me. Um, and it was very encouraging to see that gentleman with a double knee replacement in his late 60s just trucking right along. And I ran with him for a little bit, and he said, Greg, you know, the only reason in this I'm doing this is just so I can prove to myself that I can do it. He goes, I don't care about winning. I'm, I'm just perfectly fine with everybody being here. Everybody treats me with respect. <laughs> That, that, to me, said something a lot. It, it said big things, you know, that everybody's there to help each other out, and there wasn't going to be anybody hating on anybody, at least for now. Right. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heckle you, but, but you're right. I mean, that's, we're that's all fun. there to lift each other up. So, Yeah. Literally, you're probably doing fireman carries, right? <laughs> yeah well i did to be honest with you you know you you got to step up and, and you got to be there for your buddy you, whoever it is think about <laughs> i could tell you a story about my first elk hunt but i'm not going to go into all that but you know here again whether it be in the whitetail woods wherever you gotta sometimes count on people and, and no man left behind got to do what you got to do to be able to get them out and you got to be confident enough to make it happen and i'll you know again i'm maybe counting this whole thing a little bit much but i believe in what brian's done what he's doing uh and i wish i wish the 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 haters the stigma part of it that it's all a bunch of elite athlete stuff or whatever why the hell would you do that would go away and people would just come out and experience the camaraderie. Um, it's all like-minded people and, and get it done. And there's Mr. Nathan McGee. Who's that guy? Hi. You can talk, Nathan. Somehow you got the whole screen, Nathan, so I don't know. <laughs> I think you're muted. No, he just said something. <laughs> Nathan talks as much as I do. <laughs> you see me and hear me yeah greg i can i can hear everybody but nathan's the one that's got the the screen time right now how's it going guys it's going good thanks for inviting me and uh <laughs> yeah so you're can you're you running hear, yeah you guys hear me yes oh, yes yeah. i can't seem to change the background so i apologize i don't know what that's all about 
This is probably hey, the most people we've had in here. Buddy, just start talking. Yeah. Did I just like? Did I just hijack your podcast? But I mean, no, but sure. I'll <laughs> just pretend you did. Are you? Are you? Do you have? Is your office at Tyrell Basin? It is at Tyrell Basin. Yep. It's a beautiful ride out there. You know, from where I'm coming from, it's a really cool place. He is Tyrell Basin. So you're helping Brian set up these events. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yes. So Greg can't oh. hear. We're having like a technical problem, I think. I don't know what the deal is. Leave it to Nathan to... Um... And I think Nate... Oh, I was going to say, did Nathan just freeze? He's good. <laughs> so Nathan's a perfect example of those one of those guys that got into this thing not knowing what the heck but hey how's that guys now greg's the the star show this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, we can hear everybody can hear except for greg uh, you have anything special you want to talk about tyrell basin I don't know what you guys are hearing, but everything keeps repeating for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is their first podcast they've ever done. So I will their... say this is the first one we've done with five people in the room. So we must be like really putting this thing to the to the, the screws to this thing because it's never been an issue yet. <laughs> I, got right, I better from... call the service provider. I got a text from Brandon saying I'm done here. <laughs> We're providing uh, free comic relief to people. <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't work. <laughs> I'm sorry. But what is Craig trying to do? Nathan just looks like a deer in the headlights. Like, uh... Uh, so uh, th- this is what happens when Brian, John, and me get in a room together. Is It just all blows up. And it turns into constant laughter, I think, sometimes. Oh, I wish I knew what was going on with Greg. He's coming in now. It sounds like everybody else can hear us. Yeah, I can hear all of you. I think you guys can hear me. Just Greg's the uh, the goofball out there. Mm-hmm. I can hear well, you. Well, we'll leave him behind for now. <clears throat> Poor Greg. Wow. So here I had here I thought that that Eric and Greg were both going to be just like gung-ho and they wouldn't be able to stay away from training and participating in these events and then Eric's got to go and set himself up for what this is number two and there goes your elk hunt and oh it's number three it's number three Mm -hmm. number three okay so yeah I'm totally sorry He's, he's got to have another baby, so. Oh, I didn't know you, that was happening. It's a thing. Uh, number three. Yep. So we're. Are you having it? Are you uh, actually having it? Dude, let's be real. Guys can't tolerate what women go through. Well, no, so, so that means you can still go hunting then, right? Yeah. I don't know about that. I could. I could. But, you know, it's not, I, I want to be there, you know. it's uh, The timing's too yeah. close and stuff, so it's it's tough. Oh. Um, yeah. But that's okay because you know what, 2022 is not far away. We'll buy a point for this year, 
um, for the state we want to hunt. And then we'll have more time to plan and prep for 2022 and get in shape. Um, there you go. And I stop being a slack ass. It's hard. It's hard with, you know, two kids and a job and a side hustle and another side hustle. It's hard to find time to just <laughs> do simple things like take care of yourself, man. My younger self never would have believed I have no excuses. You freaking show up. Like I'm gonna have a six pack till I'm 50. Duh, 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 duh. Man, if I can go talk to my younger self, I'd be like you're an idiot. <laughs> like you gotta prioritize some things. I think it's just a season of life, honestly, but, um, it is what it is. I was jealous that Greg it went is. on Saturday. I couldn't have, I couldn't have gone. Not to mention I was sicker than a dog. I just couldn't. I had, I had no energy. I had no energy. <clears throat> Completely depleted. But Terrell well, Basin for a while didn't have any energy either. I bet. I think the I think that uh, venison backstrap that he was showing off on Instagram he, he Friday did, uh, night he, was almost. He did back have up. to take a step outside, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where he is right now. Look at it's just an empty basement. Here, I'll I'll put him in the he, full screen. He must be he must be outside again. <laughs> he's re, he's reliving Saturday morning. Oh, he's great. There's just no one there. <laughs> it, it's you know it's always to me it's kind of comical when you take when you push somebody to that point where they're a little nauseous and they have to you know step outside and away from people and I kind of always peek at them just to see how they're doing, make sure they're okay. But it's like you get the cold sweats and you're just kind of looking down at the ground and, you know, usually people mm-hmm. are kind of get that little, <laughs> and then it's usually. <laughs> did he, did he, he didn't puke though. I'm lucky enough to, to witness the, the hurl that happens. Have you, have you call that dinosaur calling, Brian? Yes. Yes. That's what I was trying to think. Yes. I'm going to make you a new t-shirt with a dinosaur puking called show us your dinosaur call. Oh, that's a perfect idea. I'll make it. I I make t-shirts for OKS Hunter, so I think I can handle it. There you go. I just put out the the shed hunting one. uh, What earlier this week, a shed full of sheds. That's a play on words. I couldn't help myself. That's good. (laughs) I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. A couple people, a couple people, the running one of the mouth is, but you know, it, I don't, I don't care. I just like to flex that side of my my brain. I like to do the the, the designs. This dinosaur one could be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, for sure. I know you got uh, your other so, one. The what? I didn't. You didn't die, right? Is that, or how does that one go? But did you die? Uh, but did you no. die? Yeah. And unless then I, you... I have my T-shirt that says, "Unless you puke, faint, or die, keep going." That's which, it. That could be an exercise or a drinking T-shirt. So <laughs> you choose. <laughs> You're going to fail at the drinking portion, Brian, for sure. Yep. I will fail that. <laughs> yes. Yep. Which is why I'm drinking my good quality H2O right here. Poor Greg fell off. We we replaced Greg with Nathan. Nathan, you you are my new co-host. Oh, sounds great. Or John. Uh, so I don't know. I'll take one of you guys. level of talent, but I can give it my best. I mean, well, you're here Nathan, and he's not. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, with the, I don't know if you, you've probably seen it, the new uh, regulations that came out from the county today, and it's looking better and better that uh, we'll be able to have some live music and have more of a festival at our events out there. Yeah, it's looking really good. Um, I was actually pretty surprised that all of a sudden the county had some common sense. So, right. um, yeah, I think uh, groups outdoors up to 500. Up so to 500 people. Let's get 500 people here for Beast Mode. There you That'd go. Be, Super cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be a big deal. Do you know who the live performer is going to be? 
Uh, we, we haven't booked anybody yet because we, we didn't have the ability to do so before. So um, now that uh, the county has reduced the restrictions and things, we can start to get uh, some people lined up and uh, maybe book a couple cool bands and, and have a little bit more fun with the event than maybe we could have initially had. That's pretty cool. I mean, when I, I was there two summers ago and it was awesome. I didn't compete because I was there podcasting. And then when I got there, I was actually in some decent shape then. And my buddy Anthony Heller was there competing. And seeing everyone competing made me really, really regret not competing because I'm super competitive. Now, I know I would have like sucked win bad and it wouldn't have been great. But I just love I love that feeling so much. Yeah, it's right. Oh, good, Nathan. The, the greatest part about beast mode and what Brian does is it doesn't matter what level of fitness you're in. I competed this last year. I sucked a ton of wind. I didn't puke. I didn't dinosaur call. I'm, I'm proud of myself for that. But, I, you know, it, it's just about getting out and doing it. Um, regardless of whatever level of fitness or shape you are in, rounds of shape, um, you can still compete. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's the greatest thing about Brian and kind of the, the brotherhood that he's created with beast mode is, um, it, it's for everybody. Um, you don't have to be this elite ultra athlete to come out, give it your all and try, um, whether it's myself or Brian or John or any of the other competitors, um, we're going to encourage everybody to get through that course. You got to drop some weight, drop your backpack. We got to carry you. We're going to get you to that. It doesn't matter. Um, and that's just the group of guys that competes in this. I think that's the best part about it. Hey, Greg. Welcome back. Man, good to be back. We're pushing this technology to limits. Speaking of like beast mode, you know, I don't think the technology has been through this mountain before. <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm just pushing buttons over here trying to make shit work. So. And that's what that's what Brian does. He just pushes your buttons, to try to make you work. That's right. Brian thought you were out reliving Saturday. That you had Which, to sneak outside. Yeah, do a few burpees and fling some arrows. No. <laughs> oh, Maybe trying burps. to dry dry heaving a calling a dinosaur. Dry heaving and calling dinosaurs. <laughs> Brian, do you ever do you ever read oh. the the David Goggins book? You ever follow any of that stuff that guy does? He's a psycho, right? Yeah, right. No, I, I follow him. I've I've not read his book. I'm I've uh, I haven't read a book in years. I mean, that's uh, why I'm not in school anymore. Um, no, it's just... <laughs> I listen to all my books these days. I don't I don't read much, but he he talks I... about the forty percent rule. He says most people right. will go sixty percent, and they got forty percent left in the tank. You know, the physicality of like getting pushed beyond your limits. You can do way, 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 way more than you think you can do. And when you get past that point, that's when like some really fun stuff starts to happen. It's also when you do the dinosaur calls, but it's interesting. Right. And you know, it's something that we haven't done in a while. It's been a long while, actually, is every so often I'll come up with what I call an epically stupid workout. And uh, I think the last one, John, I think you were there. It was at, uh, I think, midnight one night. Uh, <laughs> do, you, was, do you remember yeah. that? We, we, took, we started at midnight and we we had to do enough step ups over the boxes to climb know, was it a thousand feet or 2000 feet, 2000 vertical feet. feet. Yeah. And then I can't remember. It, it, that was, was, it was, it was a stuff. And we started to talk you into one of those. I tried to talk you into one of those in February when it was negative 20. You know what? You stout. did. 
You did. Nathan wanted me to come out and have a class on that Tuesday night. I forget. It was like a month ago, but it, it was the coldest night. It was like 25 below and then like another, you know, 50 below with wind chill. I'm like, dude, I would do it, but I don't think anybody would come, you know. I think you but, were scared. <laughs> yeah, but do you have to like to carry some sort of liability or, or insurance policy to make sure like or are people signing waivers or how do you handle that? Because someone could like suck wind too much, right? Something could happen or someone could maybe like fall down the hill and break a leg or um, are there like staff on site, uh, you know? Um, oh, so uh, we have ski patrol on site all the time when we do any events. When we do the, um, when Brian does his Hunter's Fitness class out here on Tuesday nights, um, it's just us. But um, for, for the extreme cold, um, Brian was probably right. It was probably a good idea. But... <laughs> But it would have no, been fun. And, and for, for my events, yes, that's uh, that's yep. one of the reasons why the registration isn't uh, super cheap is uh, there's a lot of uh, costs that go on uh, that people probably don't realize to put these events on because it's not only are we running around and doing crazy stuff, but we have a weapon in our hand. So, uh, so there's, yes, I, I have insurance. Luckily, you know, in the uh, uh, 22 years I've been personal training, I've I've never had a, an issue. Well, actually, I take that back. I had one guy uh, go to the hospital. It was his fir- very first uh, session. It was more of an introductory thing. He was in his mid-30s. And I kid you not, it was, during, it was in the first five minutes of his warm-up uh, that he, I thought he was having a, a low blood sugar attack. I hear he was having a minor heart attack. So Whoa. we did end up calling 911 and got the ambulance, but that was the only thing in the 22 years I've been training that we've had anywhere close. And he was fine. It was a very, they called it a stress heart attack. He was a super uh, high stressed uh, young guy. So, uh, but yeah, in terms of the events, we've never had a serious uh, issue. Uh, I think the, the only the closest thing we've had is is heat exhaustion and somebody having to go to the hospital for that. Uh, yeah. But in terms of you know nobody's getting shot, uh, you know maybe you might have a sprained ankle here or, or whatever from, from stepping on a rock or something like that. But nothing we've never had a significant issue. So, no, that's good to know. It's good to know to educate people. Like you're you're prepared for those things and it it puts people at ease that you can handle it and it's not like. The thing you're getting pushed hard, but we're not trying to actually kill you. Right. right. Like, right. It's not the it's not the death race. Right. That's the thing no, though, right? No. I'm sure David Goggins did it and passed with flying colors. Right. Yeah. Someday maybe. Someday maybe we'll have an archery related death race. So. That would be nuts. I mean I mean, yeah, your archery, you are killing targets, so I mean kinda, right? Right. Yeah. That's the only thing that's gonna be killed at our events is some foam and you, and you can't really kill that because it's not really live so exactly i see chase is on chase nice to have you chase is the uh director of uh, of the washington county uh chamber of commerce so he's the he's the man that helped us find uh metalcroft so that's cool i was looking at the the uh like the the place that you shared and it looks really spectacular. I mean, like so if if I weren't from Wisconsin and I had to pick a place here, like I would just look at the middle of the state thing and I want to accommodate everybody that could get here. So I'd probably look outside of like maybe Stevens Point or Madison. But then you got to figure where the airports were, the hotels, like what's going to make the most sense for right. people yeah. flying in. And, and then 
if you don't know the place, it's hard. So to have someone with boots on the ground, that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, Chase has helped out a lot. And then uh, Dave and uh, Mike that work at Metalcroft, they've been a huge help. Uh, Mike, that's, uh, I don't know what his technical uh, position is. He's the groundskeeper, uh, I guess. Um, and he's a he's an archer. So he's super excited to have us out there. And uh, uh, he's he's actually we've been texting back and forth. He's got an idea of how the course is going to be and some some really cool shot scenarios for, for the for some of the targets and, you know, possibly even using the rock shelter right there and shooting off off of that. Something that, again, that's, uh, you know, dates back 19,000 years that uh, people, you know, our ancient ancient ancestors have walked there and have used that place. Uh, you know, hunters and gatherers. So it's super cool that we can actually use that for an archery event. So. You should have someone shoot like a longbow or something like that or a spear to really, you know, <laughs> demonstrate yeah. what's going on there. That'd be cool. <clears throat> well, we, we, you know, and that's the other thing we, I guess we didn't talk about is all of my events, I welcome uh, trad shooters. I welcome uh, crossbow shooters i you know it's we're not just for the compound people it's it's i want to welcome uh as many archery related uh you know different methods of of shooting archery so uh, i know the crossbowers have had a lot of hate uh and um there's not a lot of shoots out there that that welcome them and you know for the king of the hill 3d and my other 3d events uh that's something i guess i forgot to talk about is we'll be doing a lot of a lot of two-man scrambles or, or uh, different types of 3D shoots throughout the spring and summer at Tyro Basin, just depending on on my schedule of the events and Nathan's schedule, what's going on out there at Tyro Basin. So, so you will be out there every Tuesday night for the Hunter Fitness class once the weather cooperates, probably end of March, first part of April. Uh, we'll be out there every Tuesday night training and then probably Thursday nights uh, of the weeks that we don't have a bigger event to prepare for, we'll be doing some type of a, of a 3D uh, like league archery uh, as well. Uh, in May, I, we still have to get the date down, but it'll probably be mid to late May. We're going to do a swap meet out there because uh, so many of us have garages or basements full of archery equipment <laughs> that you know, we just don't want, we don't want to hassle with online selling it. So we're going to have a swap meet where you can come park your truck, set up a table and, uh, and, and a chance for people to walk around and, and, and see stuff and try things on, or maybe it's tense. You know, I personally have a lot of stuff from elk hunting. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a gearhead. I like to buy things and try things out. So I have a lot of stuff that I want to get rid of. Um, so that's, we're going to have that, that swap meet at some point mid to late May. And then I'll also set up probably a, a 15 or 20 target 3d course at the, at the, at the same time. So people can come walk around and, um, do the swap meet and then go shoot their, shoot some, uh, some 3d targets at Tyro Basin. So cool. cool. That's awesome. I mean, really a perfect opportunity for anybody looking to try to get into the sport or, Right. You know, one that wants to, doesn't have a lot of cash sitting around, but wants to, you know, maybe up the level of the type of gear that they have. So, you know, come out and check those things out. 
folks like, you know, obviously Greg showed up last Saturday and did some training. You know, people can train with you um, to kind of prep for some of these events, right? Like they, they can engage with you um, through through the, the entity that you have and then kind of graduate into this other thing. So like for me, that would be beneficial to like train leading up to those things, but do it your way, the style that you kind of train people. So that way I can be prepared for one of those events rather than, you know, like I said, running on a treadmill or something stupid like that. Sure. Yep. You bet. Yeah. I mean, that's and Tuesday nights. Anybody's welcome to come out. Uh, they obviously need to contact me ahead of time uh, so we can get the paperwork and all that stuff uh, figured out. But uh, Tuesday nights, again, starting late March, early April, or right now we have it on Saturday mornings um, here in the, in the Stoughton, Oregon, Stoughton area. Uh, so, but again, they'd have to reach out to me to, to find out all those details. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, there's a lot of people just here in the Madison area that uh, still haven't heard about this. That uh, You know, every month I run into somebody or somebody emails me and say, I can't believe this is right here in my back, you know, in my backyard. So, uh, and part of that's just last year is tough because of the pandemic. It's, it's, you know, you don't want to do too much promoting and spend too many dollars on that type of stuff because you just didn't know what what I was going to be able to have or how many people were going to be able to be at the events or even at my classes, you know, it's been for the longest time, I've only been able to have a max of 10 people in, in one of my classes. So, uh, you know, my outdoor classes, I can have, you know, some days, uh, 20 to 30 people sometimes. So. Yeah. It is tricky so to, the, to coordinate then for sure. Yeah. So the pandemic that really, take a, a big uh, hit uh, with, I personally, for, through my GFB Outdoors business, uh, I had a, a fitness studio uh, that I, I closed in October because my lease was due and I wasn't going to sign another long-term lease not knowing what I was going to be able to do because I was basically not able to have classes inside and a lot of my clients, the majority of my clients have gone virtually, so so now it's just a matter of kind of waiting this out and as things improve, just kind of analyze that and figure out how to, uh, how to expand that. Sure. Well, everyone's got, I mean, if you're anything like me, the, the, you know, in college, you call it the freshman 20. I think now they call it the COVID-19. I got, right. I got, right. I got at least right. 19 pounds laying so, around I can shed. Yeah. Talking, talking about, you know, the, obviously the, the COVID stuff and things like that. Um, you know, obviously check out Brian's, the, the beast mode YouTube page and things from the, the exercises, different things that you can do. Uh, you know, we put together a video, Brian had a great idea put putting together a video on how to use just your backpack as the, the weight and method of being able to do certain exercises to get yourself in shape for, for these types of things. So, Right. That, that's a good point, John, because people don't need, you know, if some of the people that are new to this, you don't need to spend time in the gym. You know, that's great. No. Now. I mean, it's it's good to build a, a strong foundation and, and to do some weight training. But if you have a backpack or a sandbag and the will to get your butt outside and uh, do some hikes, uh, do some hill repeats, do some body weight activities, um, you'll be just fine. You know, it's, it's, it, it's all about functional strength and the stuff that we incorporate outside. So you definitely do need, I mean, 
a good set of lungs and a heart on you is, is beneficial uh, because obviously elk hunting, you're moving, most of us are moving all day long. Uh, so you got to have strong legs and, and a decent endurance uh, uh, foundation, but you don't need to be the strongest man uh, to be able to win these things. Because also you got to remember we, shooting is a big, uh, a big part of our events that you're not going to see the fittest person or the fastest person on the course win this event. They will win it right. if they're also a good shot, but you have to be a good shot. It's, it's the person that can put together a good 3D score and also can move and traverse quickly too. That's cool. I mean, it's like the Olympics, right? You do all these things and you stop and shoot and then you got to get back out there. So it's the total score, not just one, one area. That's right. good stuff. Um, Ryan, where, where can you, where do you want to direct people to go? You know, I'm assuming you have a calendar of events. You just kind of listed off a lot of that stuff earlier on. Um, you have your yeah. get fit business. So, you know, let's point people in some directions here. Yeah. Uh, beastmodearcherchallenge.com uh, is you'll be able to find all the events and all that kind of good stuff and everything beast mode related. Uh, GFB outdoors is my personal training and, and group fitness stuff. Uh, be honest. I haven't probably updated that website as, as often as the beast mode stuff. Um, so those are my two websites. Um, and then Instagram, you can find me at beast mode archery on Instagram and Facebook. And then on, uh, GFB outdoors on, um, Instagram. And I think my Facebook page might be get fit with Brian. I don't think I was able to use GFB outdoors on, on Facebook. So, but either way, uh, probably people that are listening to this, they probably just want to stick to the more of the beast mode archery stuff. So. Sure. Sure. Well, thanks guys for being on here tonight with us. Sorry for all the technical glitches. Stuff happens. We roll with the punches. It, it is the okayest podcast in the Midwest. So we have to like, we got to stick true to that name. I tell you, we, we set the bar low so we don't have to worry about exceeding expectations. But uh, well, no, thanks well, for sticking through with us, guys. I appreciate you having us on and uh, uh, just, uh, yeah, just talking about stuff. I, I know we didn't get into any of our hunting stories, so maybe we can save that for another time. Yeah, no, the time goes quick here, and and certainly, I mean, we're not going anywhere. You guys are certainly growing as well, so we'd be happy to bring you back on and do more of the hunting stuff. But yeah, we have we have to put in our most memorable hunt, Brian. <laughs> That's right. I would love right, to. You do can that. you can say that, John. I'm not. Are, are we talking about one? Uh, we're talking about when Brian put a whole deer in his backpack. Ah, no, no, no. That that was yours. That was that was uh, yeah. I packed out Nathan's whole doe in my backpack. So in my initial set pack, so. Literally a whole deer in a backpack. Kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Were the legs like all sticking up or what? Uh, yeah. Brian wrapped the, wrapped kind of his arm around the neck around and the neck held and... the head and, uh, and then yeah, all the legs up in the air and it's, it's a good time. <laughs> they didn't field dress it. It wasn't gutted, nothing. He just threw nope. the pack. He just and he strapped it in his backpack and he walked out of the woods with it. Can't have strong legs for that. <laughs> I think so. Now, what I'm referring to is having a having what 160 inch ten pointer five feet from your tree, <laughs> mm -hmm. missing it how many times? Let, oh, I saw there. that video. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. save that for another. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, have to, uh, we'll, we'll bring you back on for that one for sure. I that, saw that. That's like a whole hour. <laughs> podcast right there i was like no way they missed this like he must be kidding and then i was like wait is this real <laughs> i thought you're just teasing us 
Yeah, I remember that. So I think we were able to prove the point that you don't have to be 25 feet in the tree because Brian and I were no more than 12 feet off the ground. Two guys, camera equipment, bows. That deer had no clue we were there. And he was standing up five feet from the base of our tree. Walked up by us. He missed it half a dozen times. Well, he didn't. (laughs) I didn't even take off then. (laughs) He didn't even take off then. He would jump and then walk a little bit to get to another opening and then miss him again. <laughs> John had the easy shot that he missed. I'll tell you, that might I not be the most memorable, but you're, you're never going to forget that hunt. <laughs> Should be another segment. Well, the hunts the you never forget. Shots, he probably knew he was safe, so. Right. I think so. I think so. He's like, beast mode my ass. Why run? He, 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 he figured out he had no reason to run. He might as well just keep walking. Right. It's a waste of energy. It is. I'm not going to gas myself over these idiots flinging twizzle sticks. Exactly. At me. I got to save it up for that next doe that comes into heat. That's so I can right. Chase it down. Oh, hell. I think it's time to get off. All right, guys, I'm going to end the live stream. Thanks for jumping on here. Everybody that's tuned in, thank you so much. We appreciate you, the comments that came through. It's been good to see everybody. So, um, till next time. What's up, everyone? Anthony Heller here with Deervane, and this week's tip of the week revolves around grabbing all the details you can while you're out scouting this spring. And a few of them that come to mind that have really helped me out is when you find a spot this spring and you're like, man, this is a good spot, I wanna hunt it. Um, there's three things that I always think about right off the bat. One is I try to mark the exact tree or the ground blind or the, or the setup I'm gonna utilize. This way, when I come back in the fall, I know exactly where I'm going to go and I'm not, you know, messing around and dinking around um, out there trying to find the right tree or find the right setup or anything like that. I just know exactly where I'm heading, even with the foliage up and all the vegetation. I know where I'm going and I know where I'm going to set up Two, uh, identify what wind direction that you're going to need for that area for your entry and exit route as well as your sit. You know, it, you want to be able to look at the weather, you know, 10 days out and go, okay, on Saturday, it's a northwest wind. Here's the seven stands I can set up for. And so understanding that information really helps narrow down where you want to sit and, and how you want to get there. And the last one is to keep in mind what time of the year you're going to want to hunt that area. And what I'm there's there's a lot of different factors that go into that. But for me, the big one is if it's is it like kind of a a bed to food pattern. So that would generally be an earlier late season. Is it a big, nice scrape or a travel route or pinch point? And that would be a pre-rut spot. Or is it just like from bed to bed or a good pinch point, a good funnel, and that would be a rut. So keeping that in mind, as well as the distance you're going to be walking, you know, if, if it's 90 degrees on opening night and you're, you're intending on walking two and a half miles back in deep through a swamp to get to this, you know, Oak Island, odds are it's probably not going to happen unless you're just a beast. You know, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't mean to discourage anyone from that, but man, through the mosquitoes, the heat and the swamp, a lot of people don't do that. And sometimes the deer aren't even back there by that point in time because there's no pressure and there's no reason for them to be hidden in the swamp at that point. You know, a lot of the early season sits I have are pretty close to the parking lot because that's generally closer to the food and the deer are going to be closer to that food and they have because they haven't um, received the pressure yet. It kind of seems like in my eyes, honestly, that 
uh, early season, they, they stay pretty close to the food. Then as season progresses, they move further and further back into those into those more remote locations. And then as season rolls into late season, they just go wherever the food is and they don't care nearly as much about pressure as long as it's uh, low calorie activity. So anyway, those are the three things I think about. I hope it helps everyone. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. It was a good episode with the BMAC guys. We had some technical things going on. I think we kind of broke the internet a little bit or something weird. So thanks for uh, rolling with the punches with us. We appreciate it. Uh, next week, we're talking with Andre DeQuisto from Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. And then the week after that, we're talking with the average conservationist, Marcus Ewing. And then after that, we're talking with Timber Ninjas Outdoors, uh, Jason over there. So we got a good lineup coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, be sure to tune in live if you want to participate in the comments or call in through video or our live phone number. We're always happy to do those things to have that two-way dialogue uh, and two-way conversation. Otherwise, you can always send us questions uh, through voice memos or, uh, you know, uh, messages in Instagram or Facebook or email at eric at wheretohuntapp.com. So if you have anything uh, that's burning in your mind, you want to ask some of our guests that are on deck, let us know. Otherwise, uh, have a great week and hunt public.